Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. Let's do it. Do it. Let's do it. I I feel this is how we do. This is how we do it. Do you know who sings that song? (laughs) Do you know who sings that song? I believe Montel. No, no, no. I know. I know. Oh, you ruined it, Micah. Oh, I'm sorry. Who are you asking? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Of course, you know it, Micah. You're 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 you know the voice of the new generation. You know everything. What that song is from like 1993, dude. Well, Mike is also like 50 years old in like a 20 year old body. He's like like Benjamin Button IRL. So this is this is very true. <laughs> I, I'm uh, gonna quiz you on 90s stuff, Micah. I'm gonna see if you if you if you know it. Yeah, I uh, I yeah. might know some of it. My my mom's a bigger 90s rap fan than I am, but um, yeah. maybe I can just uh, ask her for some. <laughs> some why, why isn't your mom on the show? That's what I want to know. This is a hard one from the 90s. Okay, you're going to have to reach deep into your knowledge, if you may know this. Who was elected president in 1992? Uh, Is that when Clinton was elected president? Like, you have to think about that. Yeah, yeah, that was when Clinton was elected president. That's an amusing question. Yes. Yeah, I don't do... He played saxophone, Georgia. It counts. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That passes. Next. All right, all no, right. no more questions. Let's get the show Let's on the road. Let's do the show. Let's do the show. This is the show. So, I have a huge announcement this week. Um, oh. As CEO of Disruption oh, oh Industries. God, sorry. What? I dropped my phone. What a, did, you, did you just lose Re-knocked a life in your VR phone? game, Georgia? Is that Re- what just happened? Totally, she, she totally came up to me and slapped my phone out of my hand. Well, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't totally at attention for her announcement. I like that. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'm sorry. All right, all right, all right. We gotta get the show going. Okay, it's Wait, CEO you have a big announcement. of Disruption Industries. I'm proud to announce from now on this is an all drug free workplace. So, you know, Georgia Dow, I'm not going to prime your past, but I'm just saying you can't be smoking the the methamphetamines before you come on the show. That's against our policies from here on out. Micah Sargent, you can't be snorting the marijuanas before you come on the show. We are we are a completely drug free workplace now. How are you going to test us is my question. Well, I I was uh, what do you think of uh, Pink Floyd? Uh, I guess I'm. This is some profiling. I like like some Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. I like Bob Marley. Oh, Oh, now that's it. Now Breeze like got her laser eyes. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Okay, it's time to have an intervention. (laughs) Do you know how to run an intervention? (laughs) She probably does. Actually, okay. Step one. But wait, I, I've, wa- I've watched Mike? enough How I Met Your Mother to know that all you need is a few people and a banner. <laughs> banner? <laughs> a banner. That's right. What do you put on the banner? Yeah, you put you you write intervention on the banner, and then you have a party, and that's the intervention. That's it. 
So, so Micah, having been through rehab, I know one of the most important things is to get past your crippling drug addiction, you need to cut off all bad influences in your life. So Brianna Wu and Georgia Tell, like you got a part I guess, place, like, I guess, I guess yeah. he's just going to have to leave the show. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's been nice knowing Salty you all. Salty Steve has not been the best. I, I'm, of, I'm a pretty terrible like, influence on everyone and everything. Very corrupted. Very yeah. corrupted. Yeah. I used to be an unsalted peanut, and then Salty Steve came along and turned me into a <laughs> salted peanut. Uh, <laughs> Steve, we've got to have a confrontation on this. What was with your anti-dogist language in yeah. our, our chat this week, dude? Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real, you know. How does that go again? It's uh, (laughs) dog bites man. Yeah. That was a really funny joke, Steve. Well, that's what dogs do. They bite things. So, you know, that's... That's the stereotype. No, that's my personal experience. Are you denying my personal experience? I I think that's a very harmful (laughs) stereotype that's been used against dogs for generations. For generations. As long as dogs have been tamed and became man's best friend, they have been been stereotyped by the likes of you, Steve Lubitz. Listen, dogs are just wolves with collars and (laughs) wagging tails. That's all they are. That's true. That's true. That's true. Georgia, what would help me on this show is if you would just stage, like, if you could use your professional skills and just stage interventions for everybody. Just everybody on the show, like, just just get in an RV with Anthony and just drive through America and just help us all one by one until... It's better. Can yeah, you, Georgia can Dow's you... magical intervention tour. Yeah, right. And a little. Could I have like a rainbow bus though? Yeah. Well, yeah. of course. I mean, I don't think you can have a magical intervention tour without a rainbow bus, really. Okay. I mean, how? Where okay. else are you going to do the interventions? You're going to like rent out like a ballroom? No, you're going to get a van and you're going to yeah. lure people into that with all Henry bars and you're going to have interventions. Yeah. I think this is another way for Bree to get me arrested. Well, I mean, pretty much that's the end game for everything, so... Right, probably. I'm a little concerned about how much Steve knows about setting up one of these magical bus tour interventions. Did you hear all that? He's like... Listen, listen, none of us has a sparkling past, is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know about my past, Steve. You don't Don't, know me. Don't 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 ask me me about my business. (laughs) I came from the Glitter Factory, where everything was sparkling. Ooh, I like that. I like that, except unless it gets in your eyes. So, you know, we, we should probably uh, talk about some real things yep. this week. What do you think? No. Oh, yeah, we have topics. I have no. some breaking news that is not on the agenda that I need to share with all of you before okay. we get started, because okay. it is relevant to all of your interests. So apparently, okay. you can now purchase a Star Trek communicator that pairs to your phone via Bluetooth. Yeah, I got the, the email about that, that they were finally back in stock. And I'm, I'm actually really seriously thinking about buying one for Frank, except I'm worried that pairing something with Bluetooth is too hard for him. <laughs> mean. He's just not good at technology. So I worry that, like, for $80, it would just sit in a drawer. Uh, can you pair it for him? I mean, this is good practice for when they drop the headphone jack from all the iPhones, and then he's going to have to learn oh, how to do it. So there you go. Oh, Steve. That's true. That's true. Salting things up so Salty. quickly. Oh. Uh, you know, you know, on that on that topic of uh, headphone jacks and music, yeah. uh, uh, see what oh, I did there? Oh, good segue. <laughs> 
Exactly. We've got we've got some interesting rumors, uh, and and it's coming from the Wall Street Journal. And you know, there'll be people who will say that every rumor is just a rumor because it's a rumor. But when it comes to the Wall Street Journal's track record, they're pretty good. They they usually usually won't report on something with like a big feature unless it's you know it, it, there's some truth to it. And uh, we've been hearing that Apple is in talks to acquire. Title, uh, which of course is the music service that is owned by Jay Z. It's where Lemonade launched exclusively. That's the album by yes. Beyonce. It's where Rihanna's yes. uh, stuff launches exclusively. Uh, it's it's a pretty. Uh, it's, it's where Kanye said his album would be there forever and only available there. And then the next week was available. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that. That's really odd. I think I, I might remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they also do um the title has the high quality, whatever, high fidelity streaming, blah blah blah. I pretty much just get a subscription there every time an artist that I likes music is only exclusive to title for a week. Yeah. And then I get rid of the subscription afterwards. So Do you notice y- the difference in sound? No, no. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you said that like don't be ridiculous georgia you, you know what you know micah there's there are these like stores online where you can actually just pay them the equivalent of a one month title subscription and then you can just keep the music forever without having to oh, sign yeah? up for, for a subscription yeah it's a, it's a new thing i, I just well, want you to be aware of that Yes, yes, but but Lemonade wasn't for sale anywhere the first that's week right. that it was on title. That's right, that's right. So oh, people can't hijack. wait a week oh, is what you're saying? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I had something. <laughs> Audio hijack. Yeah, caught in my throat. Uh, Stealing music is wrong. I've never yeah. done that. You, you wouldn't steal a toaster. <laughs> I would steal a toaster. Oh, okay. If the yeah. toaster had like a cute, I don't know, a cute face of a like a little dog on the front of it, I would steal that toaster. Yeah. Are you yeah. trying to tell me that toaster would bite me, Steve? Yes, the toaster <laughs> would bite you and then it would toast your arm. Ugh. Yeah, that's I'm that's what's steal your toaster at your house, Steve. That's, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm making that my mission in life. So, so is this a good thing, a bad thing? How am I supposed to feel about this? I'm, I'm glad, sure. Georgia, you're you're getting us back on track here because that's actually what I was wondering. You know what? <laughs> you're I'll wondering. Just, I'll just ask everybody here, like, <laughs> what is? <laughs> What is the, you know, what what can Apple gain by picking up Tidal? I have my thoughts, but I don't want to be the first one to have those thoughts. So let's well, go I, with... I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, and, you know, I, I've really gotten to love Apple Music. Like, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, every single week you'll see me talking to Anna Leneau, who is an incredibly talented DJ, who every single week she'll go out and, like, um, she has this show called Hyper House, and she'll bring on the best DJs in the world to bring like exclusive music onto her show. So like uh, Oliver Heldens was on there last week. I know all of you are uncool, so you don't know who that is, but if you were cool, you would know that he's a really good DJ. And he had like mixes of rare stuff that literally you can't buy on Beatport or iTunes or anywhere. Um, so to me, this is just kind of an extension of that. Like, uh, you know, Apple Music, they had, uh, they were the first streaming service to get Taylor Swift uh, after that whole, you know, uh, kerfuffle uh, earlier 
earlier, this, I think it was last mm-hmm. year, you know, with Kanye and Beyonce and all these different artists bringing exclusive stuff to it. This really fits in with Apple's overall strategy. Like, think about how they do this with the App Store. Like, they really pressure you a lot to make your games exclusive on Apple for a while. So, uh, to me, it's just them trying to, like, differentiate uh, Apple Music and make it a service that's worth your 10 bucks a month. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, I so for for me, it's just adding more to the to the pile. It's uh, see when title launched, the whole idea of title was that it was you know the the company working directly with all of these artists, and so part of the whole deal and the whole experience was to kind of give a boost to title. They really got a lot of big players, you know. They they got a lot of uh, powerful and popular musicians who then, uh, because they were getting paid a little bit more in these deals, were releasing their music exclusively, and then people would sign up for Tidal, and then sometimes you'd forget, and then, you know, it'd kind of keep going. And they have started to build up the, the subscription base over time, but my point is, they have very good relationships, of course, with the, well, with most of the artists that are on the platform. And so if we can get, you know, if Apple can just say, okay, let's just give this a big hug and bring it right in here and absorb it, then they've got those relationships with the artists now too and they're getting you know the, the exclusives and I, I think it's great I, I I don't really see anything wrong with this uh, because the there are some just big players and music that I very much enjoy as part of the title experience that now I don't have to get the week-long subscription and I can just get it uh, straight from Apple music so yeah. those yeah. are that's how I'm feeling about it what about you salty yeah, I mean, I think it's I don't I don't think it's super complicated. I mean, I think it's titles had a lot of struggles over the past year or so. They've had three executives leave. They have not really grown to the level that they wanted to. And if they're up for sale, it makes sense for Apple to be looking at buying them. If nothing else, like Apple Music, at, at the last count that they released, they had like 15 million subscribers and Spotify has 30 million subscribers. So if this title has three million subscribers and they get absorbed into Apple Music, that cuts that you know, that gap a little bit. And then, you know, you, you save yourself the trouble of having to build up, you know, having to build up all out of those relationships for scratch or throw money at individual artists. You just get all those relationships from title and then you roll that in. It, it, it doesn't seem like a bad idea. I mean, I don't think that it's something like when they bought Lala and that turned into iTunes match or they bought uh, beats and that turned into Apple music. I, I think the first thing you look at when you see, you know, what makes title different than, Apple Music, the other than, you know, the the exclusives that it gets is like they have a big emphasis on lossless. But I don't think that's really what I don't I'm not convinced normal people care about that. I just don't believe it for a second. No, no. And I mean, NPR even did a test and there's a there's a a link that I'll put in the show notes. You can actually take the test yourself of they have three different um, three different compression levels of of tracks and you can take a quiz and see if you can tell the difference. I just took it and I I think I got one right by guessing, but they all sounded pretty much the same to me anyway. So unless you have golden ears and there are people who are like that, but I don't Mm -hmm. think those people and those people do spend a lot of money on on headphones, but they're probably not buying Beats headphones. So, oh god, you know. no, no. I mean, <laughs> exactly. you know, for me, I spent the '90s like blowing out my eardrums at the clubs. Yeah, <laughs> I sure can't talk about yeah. That. You know, Stephen, we met on App.net. The uh, illustrious leader of App.net, Dalton Caldwell, fine person and fine leader. Uh, you know, he had a lot of experience over at Spotify, and he had, um, you know, he had posted numbers on many, many occasions. I found extremely compelling looking at the the dropping profitability 
uh, that you know, musicians are able to recoup from their music uh, with streaming. And it's just a business that simply doesn't pan out. You know, with Prince dying, I think it was he was very prophetic in his uh, you know, distrust over streaming music. So, uh-huh. um, you know, Tidal is saying it's going to do something that, you know, is more economically fair to those artists, but um, I don't know. It's still, it just seems to be like a losing business. I, yeah, yeah, there's not really a whole lot to say there. It's yeah. just what it is. that We hear these complaints all the time and we see, you know, this happen, but uh, I don't know. I like I like my music streaming services, <laughs> yeah. and it's good for the consumer. But f- uh, sometimes for the artist, it can be a pretty bad deal, which is sad. Plus, about competition. You know, that's the only thing. I love Apple, and I I trust their services. But I like the fact that there's I every time a small company gets swallowed up by a bigger company, like we lose a little bit of competition, and, and so, you know, I think it's probably going to be good but you know all of these large conglomerate companies they have a lot of power and then we end up with less choice in the end because of that yeah bport uh had to shut down their music streaming this year if you don't know bport is like it's all the best music isn't on itunes if you like dance music uh bport is like really really good stuff and they had to shut down their streaming service because once apple came out with this and spotify they just couldn't compete hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I think there's also just not that much room for that many different streaming services either, especially when they're ultimately like most people. I don't like the the differences between something like Spotify and something like Apple Music and and Tidal and and any other streaming service is uh, for most people. It really just comes down to do they have the music that I want to listen to? The answer is almost always yes, because the the catalogs, unless you have really niche or really specific Thank taste. you, Steve. Thank yeah. you, Steve. I well, appreciate unless you have that. Very specific and very refined tastes. Oh, that's that Refined. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, if, you're, if you're a plebe who listens to nothing but new pornographers and Death Cab for Cutie like me, then, yeah. you know, I know I can get those, those two bands on any service. When they opened up Spotify in the U.S., I was one of the first subscribers on that, and I switched to Apple Music when it opened up, not because there's really... Any any reason other than the fact that I just didn't want to have my personal music library in one place and my Spotify music library in another. I just wanted to have it all in one thing. And every other difference was pretty much inconsequential to me as long as I had all the music that I collected in one place. So it's, you know, it, with something like Tidal, you know, they're either you care about the, the artists that they have exclusives and then like Micah, you get on there for like a week and then you get out or you can't really care about Lossless. And I mean, I don't think that there are many people who do that. So there's just not many ways for a service like this to differentiate itself. And so you end up with, you know, two or three big players. I think that's fair. I think, I think fair. it's well said. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, I do want to talk about the other really big music topic that dropped right before the show today. And you know, that was uh, Spotify went to political war with Apple. And uh, basically they came out and said, you know, Apple under their new App Store rules is saying that, um, you know, we can't update our app. And this is very anti-competitive. This is Apple Music straight up uh, competing with Spotify. It was some, um, you know, they're trying to play this war in the press. Christina Warren on Twitter, she was talking about how, as she understood it, uh, Spotify's objection was Apple was trying to take a 30% cut from the uh, subscription service if you signed up for it in the app itself, which, you know, that's been a a longstanding rule from the beginning. So um, I think we're going to know more about this in the next few 
days as it's coming together, but um, it's some extremely damning allegations, you know, against Apple that they're you know, being anti-competitive. I think I think Steve, I, I like your point too uh, about this, where you know I do feel like if if Apple's going to to use its position to, uh, to to kind of I don't know keep people out of the the app store or what have you. I live in a world where I think that's for the most part an okay thing to do if your customers are happy and like with private companies it's hard for me to understand like the level of regulation or to to be okay with with levels of regulation because I don't know they're meant to protect the consumer but if uh, most of the consumers are happy with what's there then okay Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't know I, I go back and forth on this I guess is what I, I'm I don't saying. agree with you there Micah even on which bit. part I don't uh, well, I mean, just faith in the in the system. If consumers are happy, then that's okay. I mean, I think you can look at, you know, Amazon has come into the book market, and they are infamous for, you know, taking smaller publishers and deliberately bidding to get their authors over on their service and pricing them out of business in an extremely anti-competitive way. Many consumers seem to be very happy with Amazon. I don't think that that justifies their behavior. So um, I am the exact opposite, where I would like greater regulatory oversight on that kind of thing. It's exactly like you were saying, Georgia, like more competition is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, as I understood it, right, like the what Spotify was doing was there's a longstanding rule that's been in the in the app store ever since in-app purchases were a thing that you had to if you're going to be selling a subscription you had to sell it in the app and provide that cut to apple or you couldn't like redirect them to your page to go pay that money and then go back into the app which is why you can't buy books directly like from the kindle app on your phone you have to go to apple you have to go to amazon site but they never actually redirect you to that like there's not a link that sends you and my understanding was that that's what they were they were trying to do and they were trying to they've already have been going through and kind of saying if you buy it through the app then it's 12.99 a month if you buy it from our site it's 9.99 a month so they've been doing different things but i mean if if what they really were doing was trying to get around selling the subscription in the app and then and then take giving apple their 30% cut i mean apple has every right i would think given that they maintain the store and they pay all the fees for you know handling credit card transactions and everything else and they you know they expect to take to cut from that uh, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for them to, you know, allow someone to have their app on the store, make the money off the subscription, and then not, you know, not compensate Apple for that. I, I don't think that that's completely unreasonable. I mean, the thirty percent is a lot, and they've already begun to address that with what they announced at WWDC by bringing that down to fifteen percent after you've been in the store for a year. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily, you know, unfair to to them to say, look, if you're going to sell something in my store, then I want a cut of it. Otherwise, you know, it's not fair for you to provide your service in my store and not give me a cut of it. I, you know, I don't I don't see a problem with that necessarily. Yeah, I definitely. OK, guys, it is now your music song game show time. I'm going to play a song. I wonder why you were so quiet. Oh, yeah, I was searching. Um, I've got them all cute. Um, that a song that was out around the nineties somewhere yes! out there. And you guys are gonna have to try to guess the song and the artist. I can do Ready? this. Oh boy. Okay. Ready? Okay. 
Here we go, queuing it up. Everyone get, the, oh, this is going to play after this ad. While that ad is playing, this episode of Disruption is brought to you by Squarespace, the yeah. simplest way. Yeah, Squarespace. They complete we, me. They, they complete all of us here at Relay because, look, you're, if you want to build a website, and hands down, anytime anyone ever, hold on, my dog. Yay. Your dog is super excited dog about Squarespace. Bark, dog barks man, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anytime I ever get asked, oh, I need to build a website, I'm going on a vacation and I want to post my photos online, like in a really nice place so that I can keep this forever, or someone's trying to take down Georgia Dow and destroy her credibility, you just go to Squarespace and you start building a site and you can get it done in a day. You can, Rome may not have been built in a day, but you can destroy destroy Georgia Dow's credibility in a day. Just enter offer code disruption at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. So now whenever you, you know, you sit down and you, you go to write out the code for a site and you're doing all of this stuff, it can take forever, 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 forever. And things like WordPress are out there. But the problem with WordPress is that there's a lot of fiddly bits. And the cool thing about Squarespace is they've got really, really easy to use tools and templates. And so I can remember I was actually helping a friend one time with their Squarespace site. And he's like, I need to get an image right here. And I don't know how to do it. And I asked him like his process and he's like trying to show me all these steps that he's taking because he's so used to like the WordPress way. And I said, oh, you just click and then you upload the image and then you hit save. And he's like, it's that easy? Yes, Squarespace is that easy. It puts all the power you need into your hands and takes away all those pain points. You don't have to worry about hosting. You don't have to worry about when Brie Wu tweets your your URL on Twitter where you are trying to destroy Georgia Dow's credibility that the site's going to come crashing down. It's all going to stay up. It's all going to be fine. It's awesome. And the sites look so professionally designed, which I love. Like you can pick any of the templates that they have and it's always going to look good. And it's going to look good on a phone. It's going to look good on a tablet. It's going to look good on Apple's like 50,000 pixel display in its San Francisco store, which is super awesome. And I wish I had. It's going to look good in virtual reality. It'll look good everywhere. And you can also count on their security and their stability. And if you ever need help, they can do that for you with live chat and email so you don't have to go talking on the phone if you don't want to. Because they've got teams in New York, Dublin, and Portland, and they're always there. So super, super awesome. Uh, one of the recent things that they've made is the cover page, which just gives you this nice like one-page site. And if you didn't know, like full websites are so five years ago. This year, cover pages are all the rage. You put it all on one page. People can scroll through, see what they need to see. It's fantastic. So yeah, it, it, you know, and, and if you are sitting there listening, you're like, I know how to do the coding and I know how to do this and I know how to do that. Well, Squarespace does let you do that with their dev platform. So you can dig in and really get into the, the, the fiddly bits and the CSSs and the HTMLs and all that jazz. So uh, if you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name and plans start at just eight bucks a month, $8 a month, a month. That's it. $8 a month. Like I don't know. I, I buy $8 worth of coffee every day. This is $8 a month, and I have this awesome website. So start You really spend $8 on coffee a day? You only spend $8 on coffee? <laughs> okay, coffee. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. Georgia Dow. 
Georgia, I want you to go to squarespace.com. You start a trial with no credit card required. And when you do Georgia Dow, make sure you use the offer code disruption because you're going to get 10% off your first purchase. And you will, of course, show your support for all of us here. And Georgia, I'm just telling you, you're going to need to build a website that counteracts the effects of whoever's trying to destroy your credibility. So we thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of our network and even our own Georgia Dow. So, so Michael, would you say that with Squarespace, the only thing that's going to come crashing down is Georgia's credibility? This is true. <laughs> and I wonder why I've gotten no clients from the show. I'm just saying. I wonder why. You don't want the clients you get from this show, Georgia. I think they're going to be too difficult oh, what for are you. you. Our people are the best people. Like, let's just be straight. We have the coolest people. We this really is true. Do. The nicest, yeah. the kindest, and the coolest all wrapped together. There are, there are Fanda Disrupticons. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. I love them. Okay. I love for them. For this game show, I would like everyone to call me by my artist's name, which is G-Dog. Just letting you know. She not. I came up with that. I came up with that. that Put down George's free. Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, are you all ready? Let's do it. Ready uh, as I'll yes, ever be. Supposed to be yes, G dog. Yes, G dog. Yes, G dog. Yes, so is Dow actually short for domesticated wolf? Is that is that what's? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, get ready. Shout it out when you know it. Can't hear it. Oh, Gangster's, oh, Gangster's uh, Paradise. Paradise. Coolio. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, okay, that was too easy. That was too easy. We have another one. We have another one. Hopefully there will not be an ad on this one. <laughs> I feel so bad, Steve. If maybe you have maybe to, if you uh, paid for three streaming services like Micah, then you wouldn't have to listen to the ads before true. you're playing that's songs. That's true. Here we go. Oh. Oh, I'll make love to you. By... Oh, what's I'll name? make love to yeah. you. Is that this one though? What is that boys who's to men? Who's it by? Who's it by? Is that boys to men? Boys to men. Boys to men. It was boys to men. Here we go. <gasps> it one was? of my favorite songs. It, I like. I'm. It's not really the '90s, but it's almost the '90s. So if I'm, you play I'm, Justin Bieber next, I'm you done. You know it. You know what's happening. It's the Bieber. <laughs> he was Bieber a zygote in the '90s. <laughs> this is Ace of Base. No. No, yeah, no. I can barely hear it. I gotta hear a chorus. Oh, God, I know what this is, too. No, keep it going. Any ideas? Wait, what? Okay, we go to to, to the second part. Here we go. Yeah. It's just more of the same. Oh, girl, you know it's true. (laughs) Bye. Was that Millie Vanilli? I just remember listening to a song while I was at the roller rink, Georgia. That's that's all I remember. Like skating around the roller rink, listening to that. Awesome. There we go. That that is the end of the game show. We have no song for this game show, but uh, <laughs> that's because the songs are built in. That's yes. true. That's true. The songs are built in, and the points don't matter. Thank you, G Dog. G Dog out. <laughs> Did you hit your chest and hold up a piece? Oh sign? wait, wait, wait. G Dog out. Did that come? <laughs> Yeah, there was a little bit of Foley in there. I loved it. it. <laughs> See, but like all of that, all of that is like normal music. Like this is, it's so hard for me to understand this. Like if it's in the top 40, I almost never want to listen to it. Yeah, same. And like, 
all the awesome stuff from the 90s like didn't make the top 40 like big daddy kane like he had some fantastic stuff in the 90s so i mean yeah there's some good stuff but i don't know I don't, I don't know. There was a distinct lack of Chumbawamba in that mix, Georgia. I think you need to rectify that next time. <laughs> I, just wa- I just wanted an excuse to say Chumbawamba, so there you go. There are, there are two songs playing right yeah, now. It's a Our poor listeners. There we go. That was for Brie. All right. What was, was that? Uh, was that lossless, Georgia? That was Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> Steve, is that your new? Is that your new? Like I don't. I can't even George, think of what the dog yeah, word is. Yeah, this is our new audio codec. Georgia lossless audio. Blah. <laughs> no, lossy. <laughs> Extremely lossy. <laughs> Apple needs to buy this technology yeah. for four billion dollars. Yeah, glossy oh, audio. Lord. Georgia lossy audio. There you go. Georgia. That's that's it. We need to patent oh. this right away. Uh, we Steve, take all, we take every music you loved and play it through an iPhone into a microphone into a podcast. <laughs> I have no, uh, yes. I have no other way of doing this. Well, she I needs... will give you my freaking copy. Oh my god, like, Georgia! We will totally yes. There, Here's there are... what I think needs to happen. There needs to be a but streaming service I... that Georgia Dow runs, right, right, where exactly. she really does. Okay, everyone can tell me the best way to do it without like breaking down my entire system, and then no one can hear me. You, and then we go through the nightmare. That never happens. You, you buy Audio Hijack and you play iTunes into your into your stream, that Georgia. Sound that's like what you any do. Fun. That doesn't sound. Like <laughs> well, no, because you have not, to use iTunes, and that by definition is not any fun. But no, that's beside the point. I'm already, it's also not already. canon. Like the the the. the it, wow, words. The disruption, <laughs> formerly known as isometric way, is for her to play it through the through <laughs> through her phone. I wouldn't be true to myself for the show. This is true. Girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's Girl. true. <laughs> all right. All right. So I think we should, yes, we should yeah. move yes. on. We should move uh, on. Th- there's a really, really, really inspiring story that I'm so glad Georgia asked us to talk about this week because I saw, it's interesting, I saw a photo of this woman that we're about to talk about um, and I remember like seeing the photo, it was striking, and I wanted to learn more, and then I got distracted by something at work, um, and so I didn't come back to it. And as I was scrolling today reading about this, I saw the photo and I was like, oh my gosh, that's her, that's her. So, uh, excuse me, there is a woman, her name is Paulette, and I think her last name is pronounced Lepart. It's uh, L-E-A-P-H-A-R-T, Lepart. So Paulette Lepart um, is going to be taking a 10-week, 1,000-mile journey from Biloxi, Mississippi to Washington, D.C. She's going to be running, she's going to be walking this 1,000 miles. And Georgia, do you want to tell us why this is particularly incredible? So she had a double mastectomy because of breast cancer. And so she is doing this in order to raise awareness about breast cancer, but she's doing it in a very interesting way. So she's not just running, but she's running topless. And she did not have her her breasts reconstructed. And so she's running topless where you can see that she's had a mastectomy, She's fully showing also the scars and she's, I think that, and, and that's why I think that it's so, um, beautiful is because not only is she raising awareness, but she's also making a statement about women and beauty and, 
you know, where we are to that. And I, I think that that's something that we really need to talk about. I, I know a lot, I have a lot of clients that are um, breast cancer survivors. And a lot of women find that their femininity is in their chest. I think that our society has kind of defined women by their body parts. And they have for a really long time. And then to have a part of you that is defined as female, uh, wrongly so, but still the way that it defines you to be taken away from you. And I love the fact that she did not get reconstruction. And if she wanted to get reconstruction, that would be fine too. But I love the fact that she is showing that she is still a woman and she is out there. And this is what had happened to her because a lot of women feel ashamed of losing their chest and they have to deal with the redefinition of who are they without this part of their body. And I think that we placed a lot of importance on our, you know, body parts and especially on our sexual body parts. And I think that we, we spend way too much of an emphasis upon that. And so when people, you know, go out and say, I am still woman and look at what I am doing and, this is the true cost, not the full cost, but a true cost of dealing with having breast cancer. I think that it brings up two very important conversations, not only that we have to deal with cancer, but also that we have to watch the way that we define ourselves because it's not on the outside. Yeah, I've always been really surprised at how low the rates are for women that do have you know, mastectomies uh, to have reconstructive surgery after the fact. I saw it one time, like it's, it's something like 80% of women do not have that done. So I, I thought it was really beautiful to have you know, that kind of conversation about this. And I think like it's completely well said, like we kind of define women by you know, body parts and you know, I think that there's a, a conversation to be had there. Um, I think it's, you know, I did grow up in a very uh, churchy situation. So it does hit a little bit of my conservative side, like hearing about this. And I have to kind of push past that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That first impulse and to realize mm-hmm. that this is, you know, something, um, it, there's a, a greater statement here. But I, I think that's well said. I, I would say this. You know, something that I I find frustrating about the conversation about breast cancer overall. Yeah, I should say, like, I, I this week made an appointment with a specialist to go get checked for this, among other stuff, because I'm at a higher risk of this. And um, it's, not a, it's not just, by the way, a, a woman's disease. Men can also get breast cancer and should be checked. So I want to also make that statement. So I'm sorry that I was saying breast cancer and women. That's not... But but I I think this is what makes me a little bit uncomfortable with it. It's not really anything to do with her. But, um, and I know this is an unpopular opinion, but it seems to me that when we talk about breast cancer and we talk about ways to combat this thing that takes a lot of lives, I sometimes get... I, I can't help but be a little bit cynical by things like Komen, uh, you know, the oh, Susan mm-hmm. Komen Foundation, yeah. which mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I think is yeah, yeah. a flat-out scam. And, you yes. know, I yeah. see I see women that I know collecting, like, pink yogurt tops to ship it off to find a cure when I think that we should be 
calling our congressmen and demanding mm-hmm. better health care mm-hmm. for this. And when, you know, one particular candidate has been you know, rather vocal about removing access to health care services like breast cancer screenings, you know, it it. Maybe it's the engineer and the pragmatist in me, but I find myself just personally having less patience for that. But this is about, it's not about the tactics overall. This is about one woman. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know, she, she struggled with this within herself. That's something I can really easily imagine. And I realize this is like her journey of finding a strength inside of herself and kind of showing that to society and asking society to kind of look in the mirror about that. And I think I, I applaud anyone that will stand their ground and, and do things when it makes people uncomfortable. And I think we Amen. need more people yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, there was a uh, a couple months ago, like I, Maureen and I were both having trouble sleeping, and sometimes we'll just kind of flip through the channels and we'll find like a a stand up comedy special or something like that. So we that that happened, and I promise this is going somewhere. But so, <laughs> um, so we we ended up on this uh, special from this woman named Tignataro, and she was doing a a stand-up routine about uh that that was revolving around her getting diagnosed with breast cancer and a lot of you know what that was like and um you know she's a very a very thin she it's called boyish girl interrupted so she's got short hair she's you know kind of a, a, a boyish figure and whatever and and all of a sudden she's in the middle of the routine and she takes her shirt off and, and you can see her scars and she hadn't had a mastectomy. And, and I was, you know, it was kind of like a, a very powerful moment. And then she just kind of left her off and kept going on with her stand up routine. And, and there's kind of this weird, um, this weird process that you're going through after you realize that, okay, she's not just taking it off to show you and putting it back on. She's, she's leaving her shirt off for the rest of the routine. And, you know, it's like it, there's like an uncomfortable feeling realizing that you're looking at at a part of her that maybe you're not you feel like you're not supposed to be looking at. And mm-hmm. then it kind of gets normal as she's going on because she's not drawing attention to it. She's just kind of going on with her stand up routine and just happens to, you know, not be wearing a shirt. And, and it really kind of stuck with me. And it was reminded of that when we were talking about when when Georgia brought this up, too, because it it. You know, you hear you do hear a lot about breast cancer. You see a lot of pink things. And I mean, when the NFL is putting pink towels on the players, it's easy to get overexposed to a lot of like the pink breast cancer awareness and figure that, you know, we're all aware of breast cancer. Right. Like because Lord knows if if the Coleman Foundation has done anything, it's made sure that everybody knows that that breast cancer is a thing. But but this actually like made me aware of what it was like in that process more so than any of that. Would have so I think that what she's doing, what what this woman is doing, is very brave, and I really, it's it's really commendable that she's doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's more powerful and more personal. And I, you know, Bree, as you touched on earlier, where you said this is one person and this is you know her personal story. Yeah, I, I think that's what makes this such a powerful thing. And if I may, um, I'd love to read this quote that she has uh, in here about about growing up. My faith is the reason why I didn't die as a kid. My uncle had just beaten me for something crazy, and I was saying over and over to myself, "I want to love kids. I want to love kids. I don't ever want." kids to hurt. I made God a promise. If he let me live, I promised him that when I grew up, I would build this big house and take in all the babies. I grew up and built a 7,000 square foot house. I said for every child I birthed, I would adopt one. So I have eight children. The oldest is 30 and the youngest is eight. God kept his promise and I kept mine. 
And that is just, that's so powerful. And, you know, Brie, I kind of had the same, I grew up very, 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 very religious as well. And I had that same kind of reaction at first with this where, oh my gosh, this is a woman with her shirt off. And that is, you know, uh, kind of a no-no. And so for her to be this incredibly faithful person, uh, to, for her to be this incredibly faithful person and to talk about how she's a you know a power or a strong woman of faith uh, and to have her shirt off like that even empowers and inspires me more as as a faithful person myself. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love this mm-hmm. this whole thing. Frankly, I have to say, like sometimes you know it's not just with her. It's I I have a lot of friends that are sex workers that I follow on Twitter, and <laughs> sometimes I'll just be scrolling my Twitter feed and it's like. Oh, there are my friend's boobs. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, oh, that's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, I, I think that um, we discuss things, but all of our, our world is so sanitized, at least in, you know, first, if, if you're lucky to be in a first world country. We're so sanitized. Our meat is cut up. It doesn't look like the animal that we killed it from. We're so far for, removed from the nitty and gritty because that's where we feel comfortable. We don't want to see uh, the pain and trauma and heartache that people go through. And I think I understand that. And I think that, you know, everyone can only handle a a certain amount of difficulty and trauma from people. But I think that also it does a disservice to the cost that people go through. And I think that sometimes it takes something that will shock you in order to really understand and really think of and empathize with the gravity of situations that people have to go to and deal with. And so I'm happy that this kind of raises awareness in a different way that makes it harder for us to just walk away from. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well said. Very well said. Well, I think that we should go ahead and talk about our tweets and some voicemails. But before we do that, holy friggin' cow, we have a new sponsor this week for us, and I am so excited and also terrified. So guess who's sponsoring us this week's fo- this week, folks? Is it me? It's it's not Georgia, although that would be terrifying. It's Zombies Run. <gasps> Zombies Run is sponsoring what? us. What? Yeah, yeah. What is this? So what if, is this? Right, right. If you're going, what the heck is Zombies Run, and why is Micah getting so excited about it? This is like the best brain hacking that could possibly exist. So for a lot of people, aka people who aren't Bree Woo, running is not that great. We don't like to run, and running, running can be is kind awesome. of <laughs> if if you're Bree Woo. Ooh, yes. But for, for me, for example, I you know hear about people running and I'm like, oh, why would you want to do that? Well, this is something that can take what for me is kind of a, a boring thing and, and, and not an incredibly exciting thing and pump things up to the next level. So wherever you are in the world, you can head out to run for a five or 10K with your headphones in. And this app called Zombies Run, it's an app and a service, will immerse you in a thrilling audio story that's specially designed to match (laughs) the distance you're running. Really? Oh my god, this this is is great. It's got an Apple Watch app. This is a great idea. I think that everyone should get it, and we all try it out this week. Okay. Yeah. And then we go through. Like, I'm not running for long. I'm just going to be straight. I'm yeah. doing, like, the, like, if there's, like, a one Georgia, you're story, in such good shape. I know you can go I, for a I, I like to fight. I don't like to run. That's just my way. You really not? You'll be, ru- you'll be running with this. I because don't run you, unless no. someone's chasing me. But well, there, yeah, you have someone yeah. chasing you. Yeah. This is, this is exactly how this is. What's the shortest zombies run game that you can 
Uh, well, we, we'll all have to download it and try and, and try okay. it out, and, okay. and then we'll so know. We but, should uh, all, and everyone that's listening should also try it out, and we can talk about how it was. Uh, so I'm really going to try oh, I'd love that. Great. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely, so, me can too. I, can uh, I give you a hint, Georgia, like with this? So and this is if you're like wanting to try this and you're not a runner, this is why most people fail at running. So imagine if like you went to the gym and you were trying to like um, start off by lifting giant weights and you just like lifted the 200 pound one and then you go, oh, I just I can't do that. That sucks. That's not fun. And then you quit. That is the approach that most people take for running. So if you want to build up your cardiovascular potential, you need to do sprints to like walk for a bit, run for a bit. I do that when I've been sick to build up my cardio again. So like, you know, everyone can run. It's just pushing past that. It's just training in a smart way. Also, like use your Apple Watch. Look at your heart rate. It's giving you important information about aerobic and anaerobic levels. So, wow. Sorry. And if zombies are chasing you, I'm sure your heart rate will be more elevated than normal. So there you go. That's good for you. That's yes. good for you. Let me, yeah. l- let me continue to explain this here, and you can hear uh, more about how this app works. This is so cool. So it, like I said, it's an audio story that's that's like custom designed to match your the distance that you're running. So you're going to hear zombies like growling and groaning right behind you, and you're going to hear like a story about how you're breaking into a vault, and you're trying to help, you, you know, you're trying to help others survive survive and and get away from the zombies. And because you're running away from zombies and going through this story, you're probably going to get distracted from the if if you're experiencing any uh, you know, oh, this is getting so tiring if you all you do is focus on the running. By focusing on this, you're probably going to run further and faster than you ever have in the past. So with with Zombies Run Virtual Race, you are running to save the world. Your entry gets you a thrilling audio adventure series that takes you from the start of your training right to the end of your race. It's a virtual race with real life benefits. So that's super cool. It's not just a one-time thing. You're actually like you're, you're, you're training and you're building up and you're getting better and better and better at zombie running. And over time, then suddenly you are running the Brie Woo distances because you've been running away from zombies and saving the world. And this is super neat. You're also going to get a technical running t-shirt a finisher's medal and a bunch of other gear by doing this oh so my god you can, right you like you get gear what's up with this do i get real gear or do i does my my zombie person on the app get gear no our, our dear friends at zombies run have just said <laughs> and a bunch of other great gear so it's my understanding because this isn't just like like i said it's an app and a service and so you subscribe to this and or you you pay for an entry fee yep. and it's like a it's like a gym membership essentially so all of this you can get the whole deal the running tee the the finisher's medal and a bunch of other great gear uh at for only 55 dollars. so <gasps> that's a lot less than gym membership hands down oh, yeah. So here's how you're going to learn more than what we've been able to tell you here. And again, we're going to be talking about this next week. Zombiesvirtualrace.com. That's zombiesvirtualrace.com. And you're going to want to use the coupon coupon code disruption. And you're going to get $5 off your entry. So it's only going to cost you 50 bucks. It's kind of like entering a, uh, you know, if you if you go to a marathon and you pay the entry fee and then you get to run in the race and you get the, the clip of the, you know, the paper on your shirt and at the end you get a medal and all this stuff, you're literally entering a virtual marathon. I That's how like this, this thing works. On the website, it says it's $20 a year. So there, there's the, well, there's the app. And then there's also, this is a virtual race that they're running. So that's, oh. this is like an event. 
Yeah, so Zombies Run is the app, and Zombies Run Virtual Race is the $55 experience where you get to do the whole kit and caboodle. They also have, if you're new to running and you've never started, they have a 5K trainer app also that you can download. Then they say they they won't Mm -hmm. have the zombies chase you until you're ready. I want (laughs) zombies to chase me. That's how I'll be ready. It'll also let you do walking. Like yeah. uh, when they're signing up for the app, they have a picture of that's you out for walking the zombies your dog. that are missing. That's when you're mi- the zombies are missing their legs. You can walk. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I'm yeah. actually I'm posting a link. In the, sorry, I just processed what you said, Georgia, and now I'm chuckling. Um, I'm <laughs> you're just happy because they have no feet. There. Then <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right, though. Uh, this yeah, this is so 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 cool. Like the the other great gear that you get, you get like an emergency task force bag and uh, this little uh, FAQ that's got you know like your operative information. And it's so they, they they make this whole experience out of this that helps you kind of make it even more real and more afraid of the zombies that are coming after you. So this is basically like what I'm understanding here is this is preparing you for the inevitable zombie apocalypse that will right. be coming in real life. Yeah, because yeah, you need. Good. To go to cardio for that. That's it. That, that is yep. the first rule, right? Cardio. Yeah. So there you go. It's zombiesvirtualrace.com where you can check out the app. You can check out the whole virtual race. You enter the code disruption and you get $5 off that $55. So we're going to be checking out the app and, uh, and we will be reporting back with all of that awesome stuff. So it would be bad if I just sat down and listened to the stories. Well, you're going to die, I would imagine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Even if I yeah. left, no, like, no. I let my kids go outside and play so they'd be eaten first by the zombies, that would be wrong. Oh, my that gosh. Would, that would be this, right. Look, Georgia, this is like virtual reality for your ears. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, nice, Steve. That's have, how you like, sell a, it. A hundred foot, you know, race one, but I'll. I'll so, so, Georgia, do you know about anaerobic and aerobic levels? Like, do you know what that is? So, like, put your Apple Watch on yeah. looking at the heart rate. So, okay. assuming, like, I'm going to assume we're close to the same age. So, for me, uh, at my age, uh, generally, I want to keep my heart rate above 150 and below 170. Okay. That keeps me, um, if you get higher than that, you get in what's called the anaerobic zone. And that is, do you know when your muscles get sore after a yes. workout? That's because, like, you can't convert oxygen fast enough, and then your cells are having to convert ATP into lactic acid, (laughs) which makes you sore afterwards. So you want to keep it in that anaerobic zone, and that takes – I mean, you want to take it in the aerobic zone. So that means getting it up past that certain point. A lot of people think that, like, if they're just screwing around at the gym and their heart rate's, like, at 100, my husband's one of them, that they're doing a workout and you're not. So what you want to do is to keep interval training to get it up that high. Another thing that you can do to cheat, like, if you want to get really serious into this, uh, GU, it's like this pace that you take before you run, and it's just concentrated sugar, but not, like, Fructose. I mean, it's like really good sugar, and it helps your body convert that over into energy for running. It's awesome. Like you could just keep taking those and run for like a day if you wanted to. Oh my gosh! Wow. And it's just sugar. That that sounds like better than pixie sticks. I'll try it out, and I'll put my (laughs) I'll put my watch on to see where I get to. I'm sure my heart rate sometimes reaches 100 just for the show. So I think that I can get it. What what about if you were to eat a whole bunch of cinnamon imperials before you were to run? How would that affect you? That would make me run so far. <laughs> That's you know, cinnamon imperials are my uh, cinnamon imperials are to Micah Sargent what spinach is to Popeye. 
I need you guys to send me a reminder like on Sunday to do this because I will probably avoid it. <laughs> so it's not really it a reminder. It's more like a peer pressure. Yeah. That's what I need. I need some peer pressure on that so that I, I will bet it. you I will bet you a hundred dollars that I will beat you in this this week. What is what is what, okay. how do you, what is how do you well, they're, they're sponsoring us again next week. So you can okay. you know, we can report back. Next week that on, that on I how you feel. I, I will bet I will learn more than everyone here put together. Oh, I'm sure you will. That's not even that's not even a maybe. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, We're I'm, all just I'm resigned to give up. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, you gotta do this. It's fine. <laughs> I'll do it once. I'll do it once, and I will report back if if it works. I'll let you know. You're if gonna love it. it. So this is the thing with running. I'm not a runner. I don't like running. I look at people running, and I say, "Who's chasing? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, now you have the answer." You get high. It creates opiates in your brain. Like it, I get it does. that it when creates... I submit someone in a fight. I get great opiates. It's fabulous. And I'm I'm learning, you know, like. Somebody tell know. me how to get great opiates because I don't fight or run. <laughs> well, <laughs> Other than cinnamon imperials. You're, you're zombie food, There's I'm no, afraid. Yeah. So. Oh. Well, you're going to be with yeah. us when the zombie apocalypse hits. And that's just so that Brie can run and I can fight them. And then if yeah. we don't do well. <laughs> Then I'm then I'm done. <laughs> Georgia, do you think you and I would do well in a zombie apocalypse? I, I really me? do think. I think you and I together. Oh, yeah. I would, think we'd be a killer team. I, 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 I can't wait too. till you. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. We, we would definitely. Yes, yes. I think that we would be a <laughs> yeah. great team. Yeah, Steve, yeah. How, Micah, how do you two feel? You would do in a zombie apocalypse? I, I'm over exaggerating a little bit on my lack of activity uh, because it's fun. But I I don't think I would last as long as Bree uh, because I don't run as long as Bree, and I don't think I would last as long as Georgia because I don't know any like official fighting moves. But uh, I am a pretty good jack of all trades, and I do have my cardio in order. Um, so I, I think I'd last a while. I think look, this is basically Basically, uh, my official petition to join the Dao Wu um, okay. uh, zombie team. Okay. I'm yeah. saying I also ride a motorcycle. And like <gasps> when the zombie apocalypse comes, a motorcycle is going to be a really good uh, vital tool. It's very efficient with gas mileage. You can get around cars on the road that are parked. It can go off road. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm also extremely good with like firing a pistol. I'm a freakishly good shot at that. So I, I feel I feel really prepared for this. I have pretty much no skills that are useful without electricity. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I would last very long. Steve. Are you good with making armor? You would be good at worrying that the zombies like barricades were up, and you would worry about that incessantly. I That's would. True. That's true. That's true. And we would that. need someone as a lookout to make sure. Yeah, I, I would be an we... excellent panicker. I would be. I would be top notch, first class panicker. Like really? Do you think if a zombie were in your house right now, you could kill one? Probably not. No. No. Oh, I know I could. No, no, Maureen. Maureen, on the other hand, Maureen would be all over it, but I I don't think. Yeah, but she's she's done enough research um, to to be able to know what to do. So I think she would be more likely to be able to kill the the zombie than me. Can't you just sick your three girls on the zombie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Oh, those they would take out those zombies. No, they wouldn't even need to do that. All they would do is go tell them about Powerpuff Girls and Teen (laughs) Teen Titans uh, crossover, and they would just run away. (laughs) And because they they could talk about that and then just scare away pretty much anybody. They'd have like some dressed up zombies 
as Powerpuff Girls, and the zombies would be like, now I'm humiliated, now I'm never going to attack. Since we're in the, the the part of the show where we ask, where people ask us for advice, let me ask your advice, because we've, so we've been playing Overwatch in the house a lot lately, like the girls, is, my, my oldest has started playing, and she's all into, like, she's into D.Va, she's into Farah, she's yeah. into Tracer, like all, you know, uh, awesome, right? Uh, one of the twins has is her favorite character is Reaper because he looks like Kylo Ren. Ooh. So on oh. a scale of one to ten, uh, where one what? is where one is NBD and ten is burn down the house and salt the earth so nothing can grow again. Where how worried should I be about this? I, I think she's turning to the dark side. Yeah. And this makes me very happy. And I think you should bring her before <laughs> me and I will complete her training, Steve. There can be only two. There are always two, right? So there's, there's a master oh and my apprentice. Gosh. Yes. I, I, I would say, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll talk to her about Powerpuff Girls all day long. I love that show. I'm really into it. It's amazing. It's a good show. It's yeah. a good show. Oh, I don't have any problem with Powerpuff Girls. I just have a problem with them telling me about the Powerpuff Girls and Teen Titans crossover about 17 times on a daily basis. So that's, Okay, that's so Titan clearly stuff. your your girls need to come on uh, Cartoon Cast with Christina Warren and I. I, yeah. I think so. I think they would, be, they, would, they would be excellent uh, guest analysts. She does say her kill death ratio is like 30 to 3, so, you know, we'll... <laughs> We haven't fractions. worked on reducing fractions Let's, yet. You should so. teach her some fractions. Do, and do, we, do we have any um, callers? We have tweets and we have yes. voicemails. We should do we some have, of okay. that. We have one voicemail because apparently the second one that I thought was a voicemail is actually a butt dial. But um, we do what? have one voicemail. So play oh. that one first. Duh. Sorry, that was probably me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's probably my mom like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then she got nervous and said, never mind. <laughs> no, no, instead. Was there breathing? <laughs> there was breathing. So it might have been your mom. Maybe your mom was calling. Could it have been then... a dirty phone call? No, it was just kind of sounded like background noise and then the end, and then it ended. So we've been butt dialed, so we've absolutely arrived. But we did get one real voicemail that we can, we can address. So. Hey guys, love the show. I just wanted to ask what your guys' favorite games were of all time and what your least favorite games of all time were. Love the show. Bye. Like, least least favorite games that other people like or least favorite games that everyone hates? Well, I think it would be least favorite that, uh, you know, that everyone other likes. Because, I mean, we could, I okay. could talk about E.T. for the 2600, yeah, but exactly. that's like shooting fish in the barrel. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, good game that everyone likes. Uh Oh no! Your fa- your favorite game of all time, and then your the game that you hate that everyone likes. We'll put it that See, way. Okay, so I think that there are so many greatest games of all time. Like Final Fantasy Tactics. We're is, gonna be here till tomorrow. I'm sorry. George. <laughs> I'm sorry. Portal Two is one of the greatest games of all time. Final Fantasy Six. Is we'll one be of the craving for the zombies to come to get but us. For me personally, <laughs> if I had to pick one game that I I, I really thought was the masterpiece that our industry just has like the highest rung that we've gotten to so far. I think Mass Effect 2 is that game. And it is a real masterpiece of storytelling, of action gameplay, and of emotional connection. Like I have ridiculously strong feelings towards every single character in that game. Um, as far as the least favorite game that everyone loves, I think it's got to be Overwatch just because I'm feeling like being uh, not Overwatch. Uh, what's that stupid card game you love? Hearthstone. Yeah. 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 Yes, okay. just to blast you, oh, Steve, and oh, make this podcast uncomfortable. We just brought it, Steve. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Worst game ever. 
Oh, and I'm, and I'm oh. here recording with you all instead of trying to get my rank up on the last day of the month before no, the rank is reset. Remember, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> We've talked about this, Steve. It's uh, a bad idea. All right, Georgia, what about you? Okay, so my, my favorite game, uh, like I would name a VR game for sure, like just because yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. So I won't because I don't know that everyone else is doing it, but I would, it would definitely be a game in VR because I, I can't believe I'm not in VR now. Um, right now I'm playing Ugh, a lot of Battle Dome. I can't believe I'm not in VR now. Abs- Battle Dome? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Vanishing Realm, Starseed. Uh, Vanishing Realms is so good. Did you finish it? It is so Bree, good. Bree, did you finish not- it? I'm only I got uh I got the magic wand in it and I can oh Brie. It's so good. Oh you're not yes. even at my face. Okay, Bree. Bree. Okay. Yeah. Brie. When you yeah. do chapter 1 and you start chapter 2, you have to text me. I have to okay. know. I have to know when you when you're on the la- the second chapter of the game. I just okay. I have to know. And then I will tell you my most awesome of all hacks for that game. But then you'll probably okay. hate me because I didn't tell you the hack before you play. But anyways, I don't want to. I want you to just play it. But then you might redo it. To redo the hack. But I have the, I have the baddest hack on that game. Anyways, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I have so so Micah, game, how do you like that new Postal Service sorry, album? Sorry. Okay. Okay. So the game that I love the most that is not that is not in VR would be a Shadow of Mordor. There was not one orc that uh, I did not free that I did not care deeply uh, for. Uh, once they joined my side. Oh, my God. And um, the one that I, I really dislike, and my husband, it was one of his favorite games, and I, I still, to this day, hate it, would be Marble Madness. I hate that game. Oh, yeah. I actually yeah. have negative feelings towards that, and also Centipede. Like, I know it's like an <gasps> ancient game, but, man, Centipede made me just angry. It just, it's not a good game for me. Steve? All right, so... Well, I guess I guess it really probably should be Hearthstone because I've put more time into that game than probably any game than that I've played ever. So just in terms of like and I'm still like enjoying it, even playing it like on a daily basis, like a year later. So I think I I was at first going to say Mega Man 2, but I think that that is kind of even gone beyond any of the Mega Man games for me now, which is kind of awesome and sad all at the same time. But I don't know what game do I do I not like that everybody likes. Probably I I would have to say like Skyrim is hmm. the game that I just I know people love it and it. and it's like it. it's like work oh. the game for me. And yep. I I see people and I appreciate oh, that people you know get lost in that game and get lost in games like it, but I think that like that game I I played it for a long time and then I realized like I'm just walking around. I'm not actually having any fun. So, um, so that I think that that would have to be that answer for me. So, what is it for you, Micah? Uh, what is the name of the Sonic game that was on the Sega Dreamcast? Like Sonic Adventure. First... Yeah, yes, Sonic Adventure. Yes. Which one? The first one. Uh, the first one. Yeah. Okay. That. Uh, and it's because I have really fond memories of just spending like day after day and staying up late 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 and to like four and five in the morning as a as a youngling playing that game um and so it just has a a special place in my heart so that's got to be in terms of favorite uh least (laughs) oh that's lost the audio you definitely used the dow codec on that one I listen to that. G Dog. Yeah, G Dog. Oh, do you really? Oh, I sorry. Do. Yeah, the G Dog codec. I do. Um, 
And in terms, so I don't think that a lot of people here love this game, but I know that a lot of people love this game. Uh, Battlefield, uh, any what? of them. Uh, mm. I, it's a long story, but uh, let's chalk it up to um, people paying more attention to that game than the real world day after day after day after day uh, and me seeing the negative effects of that on those people that I care about. Mm. And so I did. I don't I don't care for it. I it, it just brings back really uh not so great memories. So, yeah, Battlefield would have to be the one that uh I could see I don't know, burn up in a fire or get bit by a dog and then be it'd be fine. <laughs> wow. Awesome. That's harsh would be bit I like by those a dog. strong feelings. Uh, so, Georgia, you. I just bought Battledome. Thank you. You cost you me what? $15. I bought Battledome. Okay, Bree? Bree? Yeah. Bree. <laughs> Bree. Oh no. Yeah. I love this game. I love this game. I'm sorry because now you are going to waste tons of time on this game. Awesome. Uh, But I love this. This game I will play. Like, I play it. If there's a game, I'm like, I love Hollow Point. But I'm like, no, no, no. I have to play Battledome. It's great. I really love this game. So one person does this game. The graphics are uh, simple. The game is just so much fun. Cool, cool. Can I give a shout out to another game I'm playing just a ton of lately? So uh, now that I have a Windows computer uh, (laughs) wired up to my television in my den, um, I bought the all the Genesis classics on a whim for that uh, for that on Steam. And what I found out is there is a huge mod community. So Steam has this entire community workshop thing uh, where people have gone through and hacksawed all these Dreamcast games. So they have modified uh, Streets of Rage so you can play as like Chun-Li and Cammy instead of Blaze and Axel. Uh, you know, they've, they've modified Sonic so you play with Amy Rose the entire time. Oh, and they've, nice. They've, they've like modified Streets of Rage 3 so you just play as RoboCop and Ed 209 the entire time. Oh, like I they love got that. sprites from other games and put them in there. And it is awesome it is like the biggest remix community of all the games of the genesis era for 13 freaking dollars and it is just amazing so yeah i keep seeing people modding overwatch characters into street fighter 5 on pc too and that yeah. that looks yeah. interesting like oh. i think they yeah they worked like may and tracer into street fighter yeah. 5 i think they worked like tracer on the like cammy's cammy's uh model or something like that but i love um, street fighter 5 if Maddie were still here, we'd be talking about a lot. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, Micah, right. if you ever want to take up Hearthstone, we can have something to talk about while they're, uh, while they're geeking out on VR that we can't do. We will be, yeah. Bree and I will be playing Battle Dome That's together right. on the same team forever. Let's close out the show so I can go play. <laughs> well, I was going to say, this is starting yeah. to become a like a Pavlovian reaction where as soon as, Bri- as, soon as Georgia goes... <gasps> And I know what's going to be next. It's going to be some excitement about VR. And then I just immediately, like, all of the the happy chemicals in my brain just sort of, like, go away because I'm going to be jealous for the next 10 minutes. So I hope that you don't uh, spend too much time gasping. Do you want to hear the craziest part to it all? Which I apologize for using that word, but this actually is. Um, My husband and I want to play Battledome together so bad. We were actually, actually talking about getting a second HTC Vive. We, oh, well, I thought you were going to say you were building an addition onto the house. Yeah. You're going to need to if you get a second HTC <laughs> I Vive. I know. Did they I have know. to run on separate computers then? Yes. Oh, Georgia. <laughs> we just thought about it. Because oh, it would be Georgia. so much more fun. 
I don't think it would be that bad. Hmm. I already have a computer. No, not you too, Marina. No, <laughs> no, no, this would be really fun. I mean, yeah. Huh. Oh my gosh. I already okay, have a computer. Well. It would just be the vibe. <laughs> Oh but my can, like, can you do you can you do that? Yeah, Georgia, you could do that for just seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, disrupting everybody's Disrupt. bank accounts. Oh my Look, god! Look, before I get any more sad about two VR systems in one house, <laughs> two HTC Vibes in one house, plus an Oculus, plus uh, everything else, uh, you should call us and tell uh, me that everything's going to be okay, and one day I will own an HTC Vive by giving us a call at five zero eight four one eight three five three two. You do not have to be eighteen years old. To call, that's 508-418-3532. Please do review our show on iTunes. As we've said before, and we'll say again, it is so helpful. I've seen a few of you out there tweeting that you like the show and sharing links and stuff like that. That's also a great way to let people know about all of us here. Uh, And please, if you are interested in uh, asking a question via Twitter, go ahead and tweet with the hashtag DisruptMe. Our show notes can be found at relay.fm slash Disruption, where you can see links to all the stuff we talked about in the episode. And if you're looking for us on Twitter as an entire group, the show's account is at underscore disruption FM. I see all of you tweeting at us, and it's fantastic, and we love you. You can find me at Micah Sargent. And Steve, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wicked Good. And you can also find me on, uh, I was a guest on uh, Fresh Out of Tokens with Tanya to pass this week, talking about some of the stuff Wonderful. from E3. So if you want to so if you want to go uh listen to me uh rant about nintendo some more you can go listen to me over there and we'll put a link in the show notes sweet brie where can people find you well currently i'm ranting on twitter because caitlin jenner endorsed oh. donald trump and said oh. he would be better for women than hillary which is kind of funny because i remember uh trump saying something about prosecuting women that used reproductive health services so yeah i'm gonna be ranting on that in between playing battle dome all evening so you can oh, yes. read that at space cat gal on awesome. the twitter machine and underscore Georgia Dow, where can people find you on Twitter? I'll be playing Battle Dome with Bree. And um, I will also be on Twitter. Uh, if you're dealing with anxiety, sleep issues, or parenting, it's uh, anxiety-videos.com. And All right. You, where where at, are you on Twitter? Uh, at Georgia underscore Dow. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I All like right. that you posted an article today about fake science of animal facts when I left in a zoo. It was so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Georgia, like, most of the time it's just her, like, tweeting back at people that she yeah. they've tweeted at her all day, and they just all come flying in. But every once in a while, I'll see, like, a fun article. It's like, what do you think of this? <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> smoke detectors. What smoke detectors warn you of? And it says, like, 98% of the time it's your abilities in a kitchen, and the other 2% it's a fire hazard. It's so true. It is just <laughs> Nin- a true statement. <laughs> 98% of the time, mine is beeping because it's saying, you need to replace my batteries, That's you truth. jerk. That should be the, actually the other 2% and then, like, you know, it's point zero 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 yeah. one. You can even, like, you have to zoom in really far just to see the one that's actually a fire. Mm. Anywho, that's where you can find all of us <laughs> online. Salty Steve, you got something to say to everybody? Go, go, go do something else. We're done. Go, go home. Go, go bite a dog. Go. <laughs> Man bites dog. Just about enough with your anti-dogism, <laughs> Steve Lubitz. Uh, I'm not going to stand for this, and listen. my dogs are not going to bark for this. <laughs>